it's the Good Advice Show, and you're tuning in to this week's Good Advice on what the heck is ChatGPT, and more importantly, should you be using it for your business? We're going to be chatting about it today, chatting about ChatGPT, and ultimately, is it a boon or bust? Is it something that you should be tuning into, and more importantly, utilizing for your day-to-day business? All that and more is on today's episode, including why we probably... I hear at Good Advice aren't going to be using it too heavily, uh, and I will be sharing more about that on the show. But first, let's have a quick word from one of our sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, have you been thinking about your health insurance plan for this next year? Maybe you just jumped to the world of entrepreneurship and you're thinking, geez, is it possible to have a good insurance plan if I'm no longer working for a business? Maybe you're even running a business and you're thinking about what does it look like to have an affordable group plan for your employees? Well, I want to tell you about Optimum Health Insurance. This is a customized health care plan for you and your family. And since 2018, they've been helping people get awesome, affordable health care coverage for really nothing at all. It's easy, it's hassle-free, and frankly, they're different from the big insurance companies that you might talk to. And crazy enough, you might even be paying less than what you've paid at a previous job when you were on some company health insurance plan. If you want to find out more and save money on your health insurance, you absolutely need to go check out OptimumHealthInsurancePlan.com. That's OptimumHealthInsurancePlan.com. That's today's sponsor. Enjoy this episode. So maybe you haven't heard about what ChatGPT is. And in fact, if you've never heard of it, the intro of the podcast may have sound, you might have even paused it and replayed it and thought, what the heck is he even saying? What word is he saying? So I thought what I would do today, and really the whole reason this whole conversation came about was I was sitting down with someone the other night and they asked, hey, are you using ChatGPT for your business? And they were sharing about some of the things that were working well for them in their own business and utilizing it. And in fact, if you're active on social media, you've probably seen other people talk about it, other people using it, some of the great things that they're using for their business. And ultimately, I think it's an important question. Should you use ChatGPT? Now, if you don't know what it is, essentially what ChatGPT is, and by the way, for people, I feel like this is like when someone asks, what is Bitcoin? And you give like your explanation of it. And the person who is like a diehard crypto addict is like, that's not what Bitcoin is. You know, that's not what blockchain is. So I, I will say this is not like the PhD explanation. It's not the deep explanation. And if you're a massive ChatGPT fan, Understand that um, I welcome any feedback on how I explain this, but also know that today's episode is not an anti-chat GPT episode. I say that because in the intro, I mentioned, hey, I'm probably not going to use it here at Good Advice, but this is absolutely not anything against chat GPT. So what it is, basically, it is an AI bot program where you can give it a prompt and it will give you a fairly accurate answer. 
Now, this is not just like an Ask Jeeves for the internet, or I guess nowadays it would simply be, um, you know, Googling an answer. In fact, Google has actively tried to shift their search engine from here's a website you can go to for an answer to being more of an answer platform directly. You know, you Google uh, when is the next full moon? And it wants to give you the answer right there rather than sending you to a website with like a calendar for, you know, the moon, whatever. <laughs> so all that to say, if you, it's more than just asking a question and getting an answer. Um, there have been some pretty incredible things that chat GPT does with AI learning with crawling the internet and in fact, there was a headline. Let me actually pull this up because I want to say it correctly. Um, medical exam pass. Here we go. So for a medical licensing licensing exam, um, chat GPT answered 60% of questions correct, which you may be thinking, well, that's a failing grade. But it also correctly diagnosed a 1 in 1,500 uh rarity illness uh, based on merely the symptoms that were provided. So there's some pretty crazy stuff happening here. In fact, there are some people who talk about how they've used ChatGPT for putting uh, legal phrasing into more understandable language, uh, relying on ChatGPT to create even their social media posts, uh, compelling stories. And, and, and by the way, AI in general, it's kind of freaky where this is going. Um, there's even art now where <clears throat> if you're not careful, art can get passed off as being real uh, human-made art when actually it's AI-generated art. And there was even a picture that was circulating of the Pope recently that of, of this individual wearing a large white puffer jacket and really led to quite a bit of criticism about the Pope because it looked like expensive, looked kind of luxurious. And people were like, oh, that Pope shouldn't be spending money on that. Well, it turned out it was an AI generated image. It wasn't even a real image. So this is also in the world of like deep fakes where, you know, you can put someone else's face. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the, um, uh, who's the Iron Man actor, um, Robert Downey Jr., the uh, deep fake of him with uh, the guy from Spider-Man who are, they've been deep faked onto Marty McFly and uh, the doc from Back to the Future. And it looks pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. So the technology is getting pretty insane and crazy in general. And definitely just as a person, I think you would be naive not to have a level of apprehension about it. However, this is not a podcast that's anti-technology. Uh, I'm very uh, tech-friendly in general, and I guess it like runs in my family because for whatever reason, um, my mom's the same way. I'm the same way. Uh, whenever I get like a technology-related gift, it's it's fun for me. It's cool for me. Um, I just I like technology. I like tech. So. I think it's okay to be simultaneously excited, but also somewhat apprehensive. Um, just because I'm like, is this is this is this like the early days of Skynet? Like, what, what's happening here? So, all that to, all that to say, Chat GPT is getting pretty compelling, and like I mentioned, we're seeing people um, use Chat GPT to write pitches. 
to write marketing content. Um, and for people who struggle with authentic uh, writing, I guess is the way to put it, this can be absolutely a savior for them because now you can simply put in the prompt and, and I'm definitely not doing it justice, but there have been some shares on social media on Reddit or what have you, where people will show the prompt they gave and the result is stunning. Now, sometimes it's gibberish because I've gotten on here and I've played around with it. In fact, as a joke, I thought it would be interesting if chat GPT, if I had it, I mean, it would have been totally, um, you know, uh, it would have been stupid, but I actually got on chat GPT and gave it a prompt of writing me a podcast episode script, uh, or at least like some headlines for why, why you should think twice about using chat GPT for your business. Um, and the answers were, were pretty, inf were a little bit too formal, I guess, um, in the terms of like, it was a bullet point list and chat GPT may not know, may not know like the context of your industry, uh, chat GPT may make recommendations that are unethical in your industry, things that are generally true. And I see why it gave those answers, but ultimately I was like, okay, well, I can't really say any of this. Um, and also I, I guess I'm grateful it didn't come with a compelling answer because then I would have been sitting here talking about not using it after trying to use it. But out of curiosity, I thought, let's see what it comes up with. But all is to say people are using it for social media. They're using it for, I don't know what to say to this employee. Uh, someone shared with me a situation where they had to, they had to um, reprimand an employee, but they're not good at it. So they went to chat GPT. Hey, what should I say to kind of let this person off easy? And they used it and the person took it really well, supposedly. So some crazy stuff can happen here. And I want to go back to the original question. Should you use chat GPT for your business? Here's what I'll say. In order to scale your business, you will have to get comfortable with technology simply because there are, there's a limit on the amount of hours in the day. There's a limit on the number of things that you can accomplish by yourself or even with your team. And so technology is incredibly useful as a means to scale your business. In fact, if, if you're trying to scale your business, and you haven't thought about your tech stack, uh, it's called a tech stack. It's the, the stack of software programs or services that you're using to utilize your business. Uh, if you haven't considered that, you may be uh, missing out on where your business could be going. For example, if you do every appointment by hand, uh, I remember I was actually I had a customer once who he had an employee whose only job was to set appointments. And this customer was also really struggling with their monthly revenue. So they had someone whose only job was to set appointments, not a salesperson. This was a person who the customer would call to set the appointment. And this person's job was to then set the appointment. Well, in our conversation of scaling the business, it was, well, why don't you have, why don't you not have that person do that anymore? And you use something like, Calendly, you know, you use something like um, whatever's an, an automated thing where it syncs with your calendar. Uh, the customer picks the date and time and it's done. Now, there was an interesting discussion here where the person said, well, I love like the friendly face. I love like the kind voice over the phone. I think it's more personable. And so that's why I have an appointment setter. And I think that's fair. I don't think that's wrong. However, 
what my suggestion was, was that why don't you transition this person into more of like a customer experience professional? So now this person's full job is basically making sure the customer's happy, collecting feedback, reinvesting that feedback back into the business in terms of where do we need to go next and where do we need to improve? And then you use that on top of Calendly for your appointment setting, because ultimately this you can only set as many appointments as this person can pick up the phone and these phone calls, this person can actually pick up the phone and answer. So that's why it's important to legitimately look into these technology, technological services because they make your life so much easier. So does chat GPT fit the bill for an essential program, an essential service to add to your tech stack? Does it fit the bill for something that is compelling enough to be essential in how you operate your business. Now, I don't know if this is um, too wibbly wobbly or what have you. I think the answer is it depends. It depends on your business. It depends on what you use it for. And I think what I will do is I'll just speak for myself and I'll explain why I'm not using chat GPT. The reason I'm not using chat GPT is because my entire brand is all about intentionality with your customer. People who come on the podcast get thank you cards. People who send referrals get handwritten notes and gift cards. Customers get personal videos where I say their name. Hey, Justin, thanks for doing business with good advice. You know, your, inv your investment is something that I care about and I don't take your investment lightly. These are things that are very personable because ultimately I'm in the business of turning the average customer into a raving fan. It's nothing against chat GPT. It's just that outsourcing it to something like that goes against one of the core values of our business. Now that may not be true for other businesses, but it's true for mine. And so that's why I want to keep things as genuine and authentic as possible. Now, this is a word that, uh, these are words that have kind of lost meaning, authentic, genuine. And I, 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 I say they've lost their meaning because they get so overused these days. You know, people who talk about being authentic, being genuine, and not actually being authentic and genuine. But this really is a core tenet of my business. Um, I want people who work with me to know me. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, I want them to be my best friend, but I want that individual customer to have a level of access with me. And I don't even mean access in terms of they can call me any hour, please don't. <laughs> but there is a personability there where I'm not hiding behind a brand. I'm not hiding behind an email address where someone can reach out and have a conversation about their business. That is how I choose to do business. Now, is it scalable? Not necessarily, but also keep in mind that when you follow this line of thinking, now your business is less about adding as many customers as possible and putting the pressure of scale on you and all the more about keeping the customers you have and ultimately giving them reasons to buy again and not in a disingenuous way. But if you can help a customer with their next project versus going out and acquiring a new customer, I'm going to take the current customer over and over again 
because it's going to be infinitely cheaper on my time to keep the customer I already have than to chase after the new one. So again, nothing against chat GPT. I, I, I hope that if you are using it, that it's valuable for you. But I do think, and this is probably the, the harshest thing I'll say, which it's not even that harsh. I do think that all of us should be careful, not in a Terminator way. Everyone is so easily attracted to the fastest route, the path of least resistance. What's easiest? What's going to take the least amount of my time? Because my time's valuable. And that's not inherently bad. The problem becomes when you begin taking shortcuts at the expense of the quality you provide to your customers. And you may say, hey, nine times out of 10, the quality is there. The output that it gives me, that ChatGPT gives me, is nine times out of 10 spot on. But what about the 10th customer? See, this is where I think it gets interesting, where do you feel like you're doing your business justice? Are you, offer, are you offering a service with integrity if your failure rate's only 10%? Or is it more about, this is what I say I offer, and regardless of who the customer is, everyone deserves to get the same quality of service, so therefore I'm going to make sure that we're shooting for 10 out of 10. 100% we're making it happen. It's something to think about. And I think just like we see the copy-paste sales messages, we're going to see more and more messages that are chat GPT generated that ultimately if your customer knew you were doing that, they would think twice about buying from you. People are looking for authentic connections from people to buy from. Again, they don't need your life story. They don't need to become your best friend, but they are looking for someone who's passionate about their problems and someone who's passionate about solving their problems. And if that's going to be you, it's not going to be the shortcuts that get you there. It's not going to be the shortcuts that make you someone's number one choice. It's going to be the power of intentionality and authenticity. Food for thought today as we wrap up the week. So... All that to say, if you have some great success stories with ChatGPT, I'm willing to hear it. <laughs> I'm willing to even this out. You know, maybe have a follow-up episode on uh, here's some ways that it worked really great for people. Uh, and again, your mileage may vary. This is not. This is kind of my approach to it and why I'm not really using it. And uh, but hey, maybe it'll be great for you. So. That's today's episode on the Good Advice Podcast. If you've been listening to the podcast and you like the podcast and you want to support the podcast, hey, I appreciate that. You can go to our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash goodadvice. And if you're someone looking to advertise on the podcast, like one of those nice nifty advertisements that we have at the beginning, you can definitely email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. Uh, if you want more good advice, check our newsletter. It's on our website. You get a weekly newsletter where I continue to ramble about business concepts. All that to say, thank you for listening today. I so appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you later.